findings. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of Two Humorous Nurses, where we bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today, we're chatting about the full moon phenomenon. Now, full moons are traditionally associated with insomnia, insanity, and various magical phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> Every has Every nurse, every nurse, every hearse <laughs> has uttered the phrase, it must be a full moon. Basically, people go mental and things that happen that can't be explained. So while I was researching this, I got lost down the Reddit rabbit hole of stories. <laughs> I've never been there. And honestly, How was it? Oh, it was hours of entertainment. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so I was looking up some full moon um, stories because... Obviously, we all have our own stories, but I wanted to, like, get some real, like, good ones. <laughs> um, there's some crazy ones that I just can't say on here because oh, oh, <laughs> it's it. too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was the comment sections were, like, hilarious because there's always that one Debbie Downer that's, like, given the statistics <laughs> on how it's not real because scientific findings <laughs> have found that ED presentations and hospital admissions and births don't actually get higher during a full moon. Whatever, mate. Like, but, we've all been there. Yeah. And I think that it's not always about admissions. I think some of no. it is just about general behaviour. You might have the same amount of admissions, but if you look at the admission diagnoses, they'll all be nuts. Crazy <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah, like really weird things. And that's pretty much what everyone was saying. So yeah. I've got a couple here and one that kept popping up all the time in like um, articles and, and things like that was a birth of um, a baby born inside the call yes. or the amniotic sac. So an OB, um, GYN, as they call them over in America, participated in this rare delivery on the evening of a full moon. So this type of birth um, is one of the most superstitious. So it comes, even if it's not on a full moon, it comes with the, you know, the, they believe the child will have some kind of psychic powers. powers. Yes, yeah. yeah, I read that. So apparently it freaked all the nurses out because, it's I mean, amazing. it would be so amazing mm. to see born fully in the sack. Incredible, sack and, yeah. Oh, God. That would be amazing. But anyway, on a full moon, it would just freak you the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> this one's pretty funny. Um, not funny. Shouldn't say that. This one's pretty interesting. So it starts off on an afternoon shift um, where George, I don't know if that's his real name, a 92-year-old man had a pacemaker put in. He came back to the ward and he was fine. Everything was going all right. Um, and he seemed like a, you know, normal man. And then the night shift started, full moon, and George starts thinking that the nerfing, nerfing, Jeez. Gee, you're having a good day. Nursing staff are out to get him. Uh, Full-blown acute delirium sets in and the guy is terrified, but he's expressing it with anger, oh <laughs> as you God. do when you're 92. He pulls the handle out of his walking frame, which is a, a metre-long metal rod, oh my God. <laughs> uh, and starts brandishing it around the room in the dark. And uh, whenever the nurses came near him, the problem was he was in a six-bed ward, which was full. Oh, my God. <laughs> Separated by curtains. Um, it was a cardiac ward, so they didn't want to freak any of the patients out too much. Because they'd all have heart attacks. <laughs> Bloody hell. The closest to the door was Tim, uh, a 22-year-old with an irregular heart rhythm. And he um, wanted to get out of, the mo- out of the room, but he was too scared to move because anyone that moved, the bloke was just after them with oh. his metal rod. <laughs> The nurse was like, I snuck in there to hold his hand for a minute and reassure him that everything was all right. This bit gets me every time. (laughs) But George's head appears between the curtains like Jack. Here's Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Torrance. (laughs) Can you just imagine? (laughs) (laughs) We had like a 
crazy wild look in his eyes. He dropped the weapon as he uh, pulled the curtain open, but being 92, he couldn't bend over to pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been comical as if the Grim Reaper himself had dropped the Sith. Is that how you pronounce that? Sith? But also had had recent hip replacements. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So George came towards them and he looked at Tim, who uh, was like lying there pale and frozen. And um, George basically jumped at the nurse and uh, grabbed him, pushed him up against... Well, I assume it was him. That's what he wrote. Pushed him up against the wall and um, slammed him in. But being ever the nurse, didn't they didn't want them to fall because 92-year-olds yeah. have brittle bones. Yeah. That's what he's written in the thing. And I just laughed so hard. I was like, typical nurse. You still don't want them to hurt yeah. themselves. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he stood there, um, like, holding him, pushed up against the wall. And he's like, the nurse is like, I was worried he would raise his arms too high and pull the pacing wires out of his new pacemaker <laughs> implant. But he was leaning against him because he'd lost his balance. <laughs> but then he, <laughs> he just regained his balance and released uh, the neck of the person, of the nurse. And then everyone just dodged out of the room and basically just locked him in there until he calmed down. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I suppose um, sedating and restraining patients is frowned upon Yeah, now. that's right. <laughs> So she wrote that eventually they managed to get Tim out, um, get Tim and the other patients out of the room and set them up elsewhere. And then security showed up and George's um, daughter turned up at about three o'clock in the he morning. He probably didn't recognise her. And yeah, she managed to convince him that Haloperidol would be better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, George woke up. He was so kind and apologetic oh, after like him. having a good sleep. So he, oh. it's probably just an episode of like sundowners or, you know, something like that. Or just but, post-op delirium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like I've seen, oh, it's just, awful. And you feel so sorry for him because you think, oh, I know you can't help it, but fuck. Yeah, like, don't hurt me. And then you go home from those shifts and you're like, oh, my God, how does this even happen? Uh, yeah, how does it happen? Easy, you're I like, guess. like, I quit. Nope, yeah. not no. today, Satan. <laughs> not today. <laughs> um, another one that I wrote, have written down um, was a stormy night as well. So I think there's lots of things that are full moon, you know, you don't want it to happen. You don't want it to happen on a Friday 13th. You don't mm. want it to happen on a stormy night. Because those low pressure, mm, yeah. Um, like even when that. I worked in um, tropical Western Australia, um, whenever there was a um, cyclone or something coming through, women would drop their babies. Oh like, my God. yeah, it's that low pressure thing. I think that yeah, also plays an impact in. It's like something to do with atmospheric pressure, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I reckon. They think that it yeah. messes with human yeah. behaviour. Yeah. So mix that with a a full moon and, jeez, what a mix. So in this one, the lightning... It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the lightning had hit the generator of the hospital. Oh, and my then God. it hit the backup generator of the hospital. <gasps> no. Okay, so that can only happen on a full moon. And this is for what sure. nurses will say. Yeah. The stuff that is so far-fetched, the stuff yeah. that's so unbelievable. So it could be coincidental that it happened on a full moon. But, yeah. like, that's probably, <laughs> like, a once in a nursing career that that would happen. Yeah. And, of course, it happens on a full moon. Of course, Yeah. yeah. So most of the hospital was in the dark. Power was diverted to ventilators and monitors. Um, in the ICU, they were still working with flashlights and some headlights on um, that uh, family members had brought in. Um, she was like, we we're just getting settled and then the code started. First one in a step down with a patient who went into third degree heart block and needed to be paced. 
they had no beds and then the first ICU code happened, then another ICU code happened and then the first one coded again. So there were two running at the same time. With no power. No power, flashlights. (gasps) (laughs) Eventually we called it for the first patient and then the third ICU patient coded, at which point we were pulling supplies from all the open crash carts anywhere we could find them while we were waiting for refills from the pharmacy. (laughs) It was probably all locked in because... Like the power was out, so, you know, we all use electronically. <laughs> the yeah. to get in, bloody hell. Um, and then, yeah, she's like, all of this was in relatively darkness with an omni, 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 om- <laughs> <laughs> ominous yeah. rumble of thunder in the background oh, and a God. haunting haunting full moonlight streaming in the skylights in the halls. You see, you can't make up this shit. No, and yeah. then she's written, edit. Oh, yeah, how could I forget? My patient started off the shift self-extubating and pulling out a central line in oh. a single triumphant tug oh. rather than weaning the um, the alcohol and meth sedation that she'd been on all day. The MD just turned it off 20 minutes before the shift change. Cold turkey. And then she writes, fuck you, Janice, wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Janice. Oh, I just think that, like... These stories, I mean, there's so many stories and I, I can't I'm like specifically think of any of my own that I can um, sort of share on here. But yeah. I definitely, I remember, I reckon it was um, this year, one of my last shifts on the ward was a full moon and a Friday the 13th. Mm. And um, I'm not the sheet magnet that you are, so that kind of shift would be <laughs> devastating for you. <laughs> Fortunately That would for be me. a career-ending <laughs> shift for <laughs> Fortunately for me, there was like nothing sort of major happened. But like you say, that it was just like this rumble of like uncalmness across the board and everyone's senses are heightened and you're sort of prepping for like that. The worst. What if could yeah. come through those front doors? Yeah. Um, I wonder too, do we have a confirmation bias? Like do we know that – do we think that bad things happen on, Friday, on you know, Friday the 13th or on full moons and so then – when things do happen, we go, of course it happened tonight because it's a full moon and yep. and we confirm that, yeah, that we confirm sh- that belief. Yeah. yeah, I feel for sure that like while scientists might have proved, um, you know, via studies and stuff that things don't happen more, mm. like they, I know studies have been done in America where they show that there weren't an increase in ED presentation. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. But ante- um, anecdotally, oh, I yeah. think... As a whole, even um, looking at emergency services and things and mm. police, yeah. I reckon any of those f- like first responders would have exactly the same theory about full moons as yeah. we do. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I've got some interesting um, studies and facts here. So um, even those, so most psychologists um, have found that there's no strong evidence for the effects on human behaviour around the time of a full moon. Um, according to a University of New Orleans study, 81% of health professionals <laughs> believe that lunar cycles affect human behaviour. And I think that's a huge proportion. Like that is... Yeah. That's, well, that's a majority. That is millions and millions yeah. of people who believe that. And I reckon the 20, what, the 19% are probably like new grads who have never experienced it. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> They'll or, change their minds. No, they're practice nurses who don't, yeah, who don't see any of that. Um, um, but I think when you talk about human behaviour... Like even in yourself, like my period was sinking with the full moon. So my PMS oh my was insane. And Mike, my husband will account for that. He'll be like, stop. You I actually, to I have stop. something for this. So 
So I have something for this. There were thoughts that the menstrual and lunar cycles, because they were similar in length, early civilizations believed that the moon determined when women could become pregnant. So oh, they yeah. used that as a guide. Well, that's why they call it, um, like when they talk about your menstrual cycle, they talk about it as like a moon, like your moon cycle and things yeah. like that. And there is a, um, there's, isn't there a lunar, a lunar, new lunar cycle in your, in your period? Like, don't they call it a lunar phase or something? Anyway. Luteal. Oh, luteal. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sound smart. It's not yeah. working. Okay. I have some really other cool stuff too. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, first of all, you mentioned about general admissions and we talked about that a little bit. So the American Journal of Emergency Medicine um, published a report in 96 that analyzed almost 151,000 admission records oh, yeah, of an lot. emergency department over four years, right? So the full moon accord occurred 49 times during that period and not once <laughs> did it boost admissions. But I want to know, I don't care about admissions because I feel like yeah. you probably don't get more admissions like not, well, we don't anyway. And I don't, I don't specifically remember my time in theatre and knowing what phase of the moon it was. Uh, I want to know how many VIMSs, how many incident reports went in that night, like on full moons. How many patients absconded or suffered symptoms yep. that can't be explained? Like yep. those are the things that we're talking about when we talk about the four moon phenomenon right. because the behavioral the behaviors that happen. Yep. And a lot of studies have said there's no correlation. But I read a really cool quote that was something like, science doesn't have room for the supernatural. No. So it doesn't, science doesn't allow for the supernatural to be studied. And because things have to be measurable and things like that, yep. I think it's difficult to to study it there was a study um two studies found evidence that patients with mental disorders generally exhibit 1.8 percent of an increase in violent or aggressive episodes during the full moon but they're saying it was criticized because less than two percent is statistically irrelevant but <laughs> there was another one that i found because you wouldn't want to like have any, any... <laughs> you wouldn't want to prove Ooh. it <laughs> Uh, conspiracy <laughs> although we do love scientific facts do, as yeah. nurses like, it's very important to us but, however not for this but it's also very important to read discuss. outside yeah, yeah. and i sure. think um to be open to new ideas and yeah anyway i found this other one a journal of psychosocial nursing and mental health services they conducted a study of 100 people over a 30-month period and the results showed significant change at the time of the full moon only in subjects with schizophrenia, where deterioration oh. was observed in three areas of psychopathology and one area of quality of life. So they proved it, that, yeah. that if you've got schizophrenia, the moon affects you and your behaviours will get worse during the I wonder moon. if that's because um, schizophrenia comes with a lot of paranoid thoughts mm. and a lot of, um, you know, ex like there's a um, lot of myths surrounding the moon, do you think? Yeah, and that auditory hallucinations and visual hallucinations versus other disorders which are more personality like schizophrenia is a real shit show yeah. oh, it's Awful. it's cruel yeah yeah it is cruel and hard to treat the because other, of that yeah. yeah well i think there's a lot of um influencing factors and one of them this was really interesting to me so there was a chronobiologist in switzerland who heard a common complaint that people were experiencing poor sleep during the full moon and he did a four-year study 
And he actually concluded that the lunar cycle, this is a direct quote, the lunar cycle seems to influence human sleep. Even when one does not see the moon and is not aware of the actual moon phase, they recorded a 30% decrease in brain activity related to sleep. Wow. So I just think that's so incredible. And he said he didn't publish the um, results for ages because he didn't believe it. He had to keep going back over and go, how is this even possible? So, and then I wondered, is insomnia the cause of people's... Yeah. Is this another attributing factor to the full moon phenomenon? Because sleep deprivation is like, will mess with your head anyway. So you add that... I read something else about the full moon, um, but like, and I'm talking back in the early, like maybe the 17, 1800s, they were talking about the full moon being brighter. So therefore you sleep less because the everything's brighter and it affects your sleeping patterns like your and the circadian, circadian rhythm. rhythm. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, there's probably some truth to that because if you're not sleeping enough, I mean, in general, I mean, you just wait to have your baby. That first period of lack of sleep, not maybe because your kid isn't sleeping, but you got to feed and all that mm. sort of stuff. That sleep deprivation as a as a new mother is worse than any other night shift deprivation, mm. sleep deprivation, or anything that could come with it. But you can still function. Mm. You're just functioning at a lesser. Mm. And I think well, don't they say that um, when you drive, when you're sleeping, it's the equivalent to being over the yeah. alcohol limit? Yeah. I think that's really interesting because if you've got people who are sleep deprived and also maybe have a medical condition or also, which, you know, exhausts their body or, yeah. um, or a mental illness yeah. and you're tired, yeah. like we all know, like I know <laughs> now that I'm pregnant, <laughs> when I'm tired, my hormones are rat shit. Like I'm yeah. sobbing at fucking my big fat Greek yeah. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and then add in like maybe the lunar pool. Yes. Um, because I don't care what anyone says. So it has to have some effect on your body. It, I it, think it's so It cool. regulates the tides. Well, human body is like majority water. Yeah. It has to have some kind of pool and your brain is like. So why don't what we. What I read a quote you know, about being. I think I said this to you off like <laughs> offline. The, the brain is like the moistest organ <laughs> organ in the body. And I was like, oh, that's so gross. But it's so true. So maybe there you know, is I just some picture pool. in a full moon when all the humans like get this like washed out look in their eyes <laughs> and they all start gravitating towards the ocean like, <laughs> like zombie. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, okay. I found another study. This, this one, I absolutely believe that this is a real thing, that, um, that the moon – has an influence over people with Alzheimer's and dementia. Oh, yeah. So Again, I was in the brain. Yeah. See? And this is it because it, obviously it's a neurological mm. um, disorder. So there was a study conducted by Purdue University and they aimed to objectively examine the lunar influence on frequency, duration, and intensity of behaviors in individuals with Alzheimer's. This, they looked at behaviors of wandering, anxiety, physical aggression, and verbal confrontation. And they concluded that individuals with Alzheimer's exhibited, and this is a quote again, significantly more behaviours during periods of a full moon and that these behaviours were of greater duration during the full moon. Oh, God. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's irreputable. Irrefutable? Irrefutable. (laughs) Irrefutable. (laughs) So, I mean, you can't argue with that. I think anyone who's worked in aged care (laughs) knows that if you're working a full moon, you're going to be running your ass off all night protecting people from themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> putting yourself in the blooming front line. Oh, I've got some. I've got some really cool facts as well. So there. 
sometimes surgeons used to refuse to operate during the full moon because of the increase of death of, of the patient caused by blood loss. So there was this uh. widespread belief that people bled more during the full moon. And there was a study that was conducted, but it was pretty much a failure. Uh, it didn't prove anything. They tried to prove that more people were admitted with GI bleeding. And I thought, what mm. the hell has that got to do with yeah. the moon? I didn't like that one. See, confirmation bias again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, in 19th century England, lawyers used the guilty by reason of the full moon defence <gasps> to claim that their lunatic <laughs> clients could not be held accountable. Stop. So Yeah, so and people could actually get out of you know jail time and stuff if they committed a crime during the full moon because they felt that they couldn't be held responsible for that. Good to know. I know. Um, psychiatric patients at London Bethlehem Hospital, this is bad, were shackled and flogged as a preventative measure during certain oh, lunar no. phases. Yeah, they were like, we know you're going to behave badly, so we'll just beat the fuck out of you so you can't move. Preemptive medicine. Yeah, that's Love bad. it. Yeah. Well, they do say <laughs> prevention's better than cured. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have flown back in the day like of those. I mean, we've both been to um, Aradale and listened to their history mm. of how they treated, you know, people back then. Yeah, and that's true. You know, you could probably just imagine them doing And Aradale's like high on a hill. Yeah. And so the full moon would have just been like. Beaming in. Oh, my God. God it would have been amazing. We should try and do a ghost tour on, on a full, a full moon. moon. Yes. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Maybe there'll be an increase in like. Um, I'm so bad on ghost tours. Like I giggle the whole time. Oh, that's because uh, yeah, inappropriate laughing. <laughs> yeah, that's what so I do bad. my whole life. That's so bad. I know. I'm just And so I try terrified. to keep it to myself because I know people are really trying to enjoy the experience. But I'm like. The last ghost tour I went on, I they gave me this lantern. So I pretended to be Florence Nightingale. <laughs> of course she did. Of course she got the lantern too. Yeah, they, like first one hands up. Like, me, yes, me. I will take it. Thank you very much. Yeah, that would be fun actually. And Cam actually attracts spirits quite well. He like sees, <gasps> no. he saw um, three of them when we were at Beechworth. And like I full believe he saw them because when he described them to the tour guide, she was like, yeah okay and so um yeah maybe we'll bring him so we can have some like fun we'll mess with him (laughs) (laughs) oh did you ever watch ghost adventures no because i'm not i don't like so this is so good i don't like watching medical procedures on tv because it makes me feel sick but if i'm in the operating theater you can pop an eyeball out no problem what i can't watch ghost stories on tv because it scares the crap out of me but happy to do a ghost tour and have a real ghost scare the crap out of me um, I'm odd like that. I'll do things in real life, so but I don't want to watch them on the TV. The first um, total knee replacement I ever saw was as a student and I sat in the corner. I'm like, it's okay. I'm just watching RPA. I'm just watching RPA. <laughs> I'm just convinced myself it wasn't really happening. And then you hear the crunching. No. Like, oh. <laughs> I, that was smell literally how I got through it and the smell of the diathermy. Oh. I'm like, you don't get this on RPA. <laughs> so this is completely off topic, but whatever. Um, yeah. When I was pregnant, I was obsessed with the smell of the diathermy. Oh, like you're I couldn't. A it made it reminded me of um, you are roast pork in the head, and oh, all I, like Kelly. it made me drool. Like even now, <gasps> I still think of no. it. Oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> that is the most <laughs> fucked up thing I've ever heard. You were talking earlier about <laughs> your smell being like really, like the sense of smell being really heightened. Honestly, it weirds you out with the weirdest things. Oh, you, Kelly, you'll smell. You'll be like, mm, that poo smells amazing. Oh. Like. And then the smell of something else will just be like something, the smell of something normal will make you vomit. <laughs> Have you ever, ever played any pranks on a full moon on your colleagues? Because I feel like you're like the ultimate prankster. Oh, yeah, I know. So, no, I, I haven't. Well, not knowingly, I guess, have, have I done that. I don't know. I should, should try it this year. So this year will be the perfect year because October in 2020 actually has two full moons. So I had a full moon. Is that on normal? A, 
No, it's called a blue moon. How funny that we're doing a full moon one. I know. And we'll actually release it in time for the 31st. Ah! I'm so excited. I think anyway. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, so the, the in October this year, in 2020, um, this just pretty much sums 2020 up. But the full moon was on the 1st of October and it will be again on the 31st of October. So on All Hallows Eve. <laughs> I mean, in Australia, we don't celebrate Halloween that bad. Like yeah. we're not sort of all... Can you imagine it, America, like in America. Oh my god, shit. nursing in America right now oh. on the thirty first, on a full moon, mate. Just take the day off. No thanks. Yeah, just call in, call sick. in sick. Just everyone call just in. Sick. Lock yourself inside. Turn off the lights from the ED. No one will know. <laughs> no one will know. That's it. Um, I did play a prank once, um, on a full moon because I thought it would be hilarious. It was when I was in theatre actually, and I had told everyone that I was going home, and they were all still like hanging around, I don't know, talking or something. So I pretended to get changed and then what I actually did was went and hid in one of the theatres. Oh. <laughs> and then it would have been like a good 10, 15 minutes later that everyone sort of started heading down towards the change rooms and I just started flicking the lights in one oh, of the theatres. No. And I could hear someone going, <gasps> and then the next person was like, it's got to be a joke. It's got to be a joke. I'm like, you fuckers. Like I really wanted to get them, but clearly it didn't work. Fell. Oh, That's why geez. I don't prank people anymore. <laughs> I'm <laughs> shit at it. I'll never forget one night um, we had a patient in a room for weeks and weeks and I had done a big run of nights and she was a real bell ringer. So she rang the bell all the time for like, you know, lots of different reasons. And I'd sort of been going to her for about three nights in a row. And then she was finally had been discharged. And I started the night and I was like, oh, now my bells won't ring tonight. It'll be great. And then. Um, Famous last yeah. words. <laughs> And then the bell in that room <gasps> rang and I knew there was no one in that room. Did no. she die? No, she didn't die. She went oh. home. And I was I had like this massive heart and I didn't say anything to anyone. But everyone was sort of at the desk and I, I didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And the nurse that was in charge, she was like, that's strange. There's like no one in that room. And I got up and I was like, someone come with me. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I didn't want to like show that I was really scared. I was really scared. And I walked down like the real dark side of the corridor and I go in like go to go into the room and out jumps one of the other nurses with a sheet over her head (laughs) (laughs) it was like two in the morning I screamed (gasps) so loud that I woke up the people in the room next they thought there was something like wrong going on because they were like well no one can ever get you and I was just like oh my god you had me from the minute that bell rang I was freaking out (laughs) but it's so funny how you just you know I used to work in this uh, nursing not nursing home hospital in Western Australia and the aged care wing was in the old part of the hospital. So it was an old children's ward and old ED and across the way from where I worked um, on the age bit was the birthing suites. And this one night, so in the age wing there was like 30 patients and on night she just had one nurse and the orderly would come a couple of times a night and you do all your, your pressure area and your um, pad checks and all, mm. give drugs and all that stuff. And I remember like you come at midnight and... I was like, oh, you know, what's the rest of the hospital like? Is it busy? Because you're really isolated. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, not too bad, not too bad. And um, and then I was kept hearing, like, babies crying. And I thought, oh, God, they must have been, like, a birth overnight. And I could hear, like, two distinct different babies crying. And they did sound like newborn cries. And because I'm a bit of a scaredy cat at night, and especially by myself, I always left the doors open to the main corridor so I thought, oh, I could, like, I just didn't think anything of how cool, like, babies were born. 
And then when he come back at five to do the next round, I was like, oh, like was birthing busy last night. He, I could hear babies. And he just looked at me and he was like, no, no babies. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, nah, no babies were born. And I said, but I could hear babies crying. And he goes, oh, yeah, but they were, you know, they're not real. And like deadpan just looked at me and he's what? just like, nah, there's babies that cry all the time around here. Like it's like everyone long, had heard it. Oh, how long did you work there? Um, probably only a few months, oh, but God. strange things used to happen all the time. Like the radio used to turn itself off. Mm. I mean, turn itself on in the middle of the night. Oh, no. Creepy. And, um, I remember my friends got me really good. They'd been to the pub and I was like in the back area, um, just watching a movie and they like they were knocking on the window because you couldn't <laughs> see out of the window at night. <laughs> and I was like, it was like, I don't know, three in the morning or something. And I was freaking out because it was like a real specific knock. Like it wasn't just a knock, knock, knock. Like it was like this rhythmic. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Someone's like, come to get me. Oh, my God. And then they were like, is it a full moon? <laughs> they were like, we brought you pizza. <laughs> Let us in. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, well, <laughs> probably got way off topic. But anyway, thanks for listening to Two Humorous Nurses. Nurses love scientific evidence, but this time I reckon they're outnumbered. That is superstitious amongst Yeah. And uh, to those of you working this Halloween, we're sorry. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, in our next episode, we will be celebrating 2020, the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife. We're going to be discussing the year that was, the year that was probably the most challenging year for most nurses. Mm, the irony. <laughs> yeah, the year of uh... the nurse. <laughs> Thank you to all of those that have subscribed to our podcast. Um, we would love it if you could leave a review, share with your mates and follow us on Instagram for all the updates. You can find us on Instagram at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. Email us with your topic suggestions and your nursing stories. We'd love to hear from you. Email humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous like the bone, H-U-M-E-R-U-S, nurses at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.